Okay, we have already been recording for like 20 seconds. Audio action. Salutations! I'm Sophia's friend, Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend, Sophia. And we just watched The Nutcracker. (laughs) (laughs) We did. We considered doing a Christmas episode this week, but then decided it was a little too early. So, I guess to make up for it, we decided to watch The Nutcracker. And not just any Nutcracker. The Nutcracker that I was in um, 12 years ago. <laughs> and Sophia was in actually the same one, but we didn't know each other. And we were, I, was a, I was an angel, and Sophia was a sheep. You can't really see. I, I'm kind of there for a second. There's a recording of it, and I'm barely there. But you can see Sophia. Um, and I remember being jealous because I wanted to be a sheep, but I thought they were teddy bears. I wanted to be a teddy bear. <laughs> the Nutcracker is a ballet to specify in case you all didn't know that. I'm sure you knew that. Yeah, probably. I don't think it was necessary to specify. But, but yes, nice I to used be. to dance and our studio did a yearly production of the Nutcracker and it was my favorite thing. I loved it. It was very good. And so we watched the most recent one where Sophia had a solo and where she was a star <sighs> of the I show. <laughs> but it was quite enjoyable. Yes. And it's okay, so right now my voice is really loud. right now it is december 3rd and it snowed on december 1st it snowed on december 2nd which i think is a good sign for the christmas holiday yeah i'm pretty excited and it's pretty nice we had an early dismissal yesterday and a delay two hour delay today. today you know everything just unites under the snow everything oh sure (laughs) (laughs) yep worlds come together would you like to start off with your wordlet? I would love to. So my wordlet, my wordlet is equinoctial. That's how the person in the recording said it, or in, in the pronunciation said it. But equinoctial. Um, it was, so we have an exam next week, next Friday, apparently. And it's the National oh, yeah. Classical Etymology exam. And it's, I mean, for me, it's, I don't, it's optional. But it's, mm-hmm. there's no reason not to do it. For Sophia, doesn't it, like, if you do well in it, you get, like, you don't have to take the final or something? Yeah, I think if we get a medal, we don't have to take the final. So but if we get a certain number There's of a list right? of, like, many words. How many words would you say? I think it's 50 questions. It's 50 questions, so and how many pages words. is it? It's 35 pages, and each oh, page Oh, 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 that's the study guide, though. That's the study guide, but each page has, like, 15 words. So it's a lot of words that we kind of have to understand if not know precisely um and i just there's some fun words in there and i just kind of like this word it comes from the word nox meaning night Mm. um but it means happening at or near the time of an equinox the time or date twice each year at which the sun crosses the celestial equator when day and night are of equal length so it's like it's the the so usually the night that's cool yeah and it's the it's the usually like that's when the transition of the seasons are so like there's the summer equinox the winter equinox the fall equinox and it's like in this it's in between each kind of season yeah i forgot about that so yeah that's some something that happens at or near the time of an equinox is equinoctial what's your word um my word is glossolalia i hope i'm saying that one right and it is the phenomenon of apparently speaking in an unknown language, especially huh. in religious worship. 
and it's practiced especially by Pentecostal, Pentecostal and charismatic Christians. So we talked about this super, super briefly in APUSH in my history class um, because we were talking about the Second Great Awakening, which has a lot to do with religion. And, um, oh, what did, oh, my teacher referred to it as speaking in tongues. And then, so, and he was like, Google it. And we had to leave, so I Googled it really quickly, and the word that came up was glossolalia, which I That's thought was cool. really cool. Um, and it has to do with language. You know, anything yeah. that has to do with language is totally amazing. So I don't get it at all, because apparently it's like when you... I I looked it up super, super briefly, so I might be totally overgeneralizing it, but, like, I guess when you just kind of... It was usually when you were preaching... And you you started speaking in tongues, so like speaking in another language. But I guess like, but through like religious enlightenment or something like that. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. So it was like next level preaching. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> in modern. But words. it was like they didn't. Or is it know... an actual different language? Because it might have been a different language if they're speaking in Latin or Greek or something. I think it might have like actually been a different language. Because yeah, it's a phenomenon in which people speak in languages unknown to them. Huh. I don't know That's what that means. How... Do they speak in a real language, or are they making up a language and just talking? Like, I don't... But it's still cool. Yeah. That's the fluid vocalizing of speech-like syllables that lack any oh. readily comprehended meaning. Okay, so it's a made-up language. It's just when you get super <laughs> into it, and you're like... And you just start yeah. blabbering, <laughs> apparently. Huh. I'd, I mean, I'm sure there's um, a setting where it makes more sense than maybe this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting. Yeah. What's the... I thought it was cool. Um, so the etymology is also cool, because it comes from Greek. Of um, course. It comes from the Greek word glossa, which means language or tongue. You'd see it in, like, glossary. Yeah, there you go. Um, and also the word lalia in Greek, which means speech, and huh. it became glossolalia. Glossolalia. It's a cool word. Very interesting. What's your last word? Merlaton. <laughs> because we watched the Nutcracker, and one of the dances is the Merlatons, and that's the sheep people <laughs> they're um in our version of the nutcracker there are girls in like dresses that corral the four-year-olds who are supposed to be sheep it's adorable and they have little pan flutes which yeah which yeah. <laughs> so we didn't realize but a merleton um is named after the the instrument they they use which is a musical instrument with a nasal tone produced by a vibrating membrane typically a toy instrument resembling a kazoo or a pan flute or, like, I don't know, if you picture, like, a shepherd, they always seem to have some sort of flute or whistle, uh, which I think is essentially a merleton. But, yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. It was funny. It made Sophia laugh when she saw that was the word. <laughs> yeah, I'd never realized that merleton, I always thought it meant sheep herder, like, female sheep herder or something like that. Yeah. I had no idea it was actually a musical instrument. It's quite interesting. Yeah. What's our topic? Um, our topic, Bronwyn suggested this time. I did. And it is journalism or writing. And I'm very excited about it. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. I keep journals, and Bronwyn has her fair share of experience in writing many things. <laughs> so <laughs> Just one or two things. <laughs> I sound like I'm being modest. I have just written, like, one or once or twice, like, like, you know... Okay, I'll go into it in anecdotes. I haven't like well, written a book. Now I'm really curious. Now it sounds like I've written a book. Which yeah, I haven't. So, oh, no, just I'm, one or two novels. Yeah, you know, no, just like. Well, I meant like we've all taken English. Like we all. Yeah, there you we go. All, we've all that's done a lot true. of writing, but I don't know. 
I thought there would be a lot. It's to an important about. skill, and it's also very enjoyable. Yes, I thought Sophia would get excited about it. I did get That's very nice. excited about it. <laughs> um, would you like to start off with your word? I would love to. Um, I so. We did decide to watch the Nutcracker while I was, <laughs> while I was, which might not have been the best decision because I was also trying to prepare the episode, but I couldn't because I was watching Sophia and the Nutcracker, <laughs> and so I'm sorry, my word might not be as good as Sophia's, but I think Mine's this is a cool random. word. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> my word is delineate, which means to describe or portray something precisely. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, I think like, that's kind of the purpose of writing. Whether sure. or not it's precise, you are just And I think good writing, something. no matter what, will describe or portray something Yeah, precisely. and I feel like I always hear people use it in pretentious settings, like... Yeah. It's cool to, you know... Like, next time I write... This delination uh, on behalf of yeah. Jane Austen. Next time I write, um... Delination? <laughs> I feel like it would be delineation. Oh, probably. <laughs> delination! I didn't <laughs> Yeah, delineation. Um... Um, next time I write an essay for English and we have to do literary analysis, I'm going to be like, the author delineated, deline... Profusely. <laughs> Anyways, I will, uh, my point was, I will definitely use this in an essay some someday. Yeah, I don't know, I just feel like I, it's always a word I hear people use, and like, the etymology of it is very linear. Whoa. I know, there's a really long... This might be the longest paradigm we've ever had. <laughs> the it's... longest paradigm. Some of them are really wide, and I'm not kidding. Like, some of them do have, like, stacked on top of each other, like, five different branches. Wait a second, I meant widest, because the long would be that way. Oh, it's the most horizontally <laughs> stretched. No, don't get math terms in here. This is writing. Uh, this compressed. Is <laughs> okay, anyways. Ah. Um, so, it comes from the Latin word linea. Linea? meaning line, then it went to the Latin word linea became lin- lineare. There's probably two line. That doesn't make sense. To line something? Oh, like to it does make something. sense. <laughs> two line. Um, <laughs> it was the intonation that threw me off. Um, and also combined with the Latin de, meaning out or completely. Um, so outline. Ooh. Whoa. Um, but then it became delineare. Um, delineate, which is outlined. I predicted it. Then delineate, which means to trace the outline of something in the mid-16th century. Wow, we joked, but yeah, it was really quite straightforward. But yeah, delineate, you know, wow your friends with, with a cool word today. Wow your English teachers. Boom. Whoa. What's your word? Um, my word is cuneiform. I Ooh. think I'm pr- pronouncing that correctly. Let me look it up <gasps> real quick. This is cool. Yeah, it doesn't have much to do with journalism, but... I mean, it has to do with writing. Cuneiform. Okay, close enough. Um, cuneiform. Which means denoting or relating to the wedge-shaped characters used in the ancient writing systems of Mesopotamia, Persia, and Ugarit. That's cool. Um, which I'm sure I didn't pronounce correctly, but I'm not checking that one. Surviving mainly impressed on clay tablets. So it makes sense that they were, like, wedge-shaped characters, because mm-hmm. you couldn't do, like, curvy things on clay that would get messy, so you can just kind of... V or like My a... understanding is like they did a little or what it looks like anyway is that they had little sticks and just yeah. did like triangles oh, yeah. and little figures because that's kind of what it looks like right it's all yeah. straight lines when you look at cuneiform that's really cool but I just thought it was super cool ancient because... languages exactly ancient languages ancient writing like this was one of the first ways that humans yeah. figured out how to like 
Convey. conserve their thoughts oh yeah in, in something which i thought was really cool um it's really interesting to see like the progression of that like whether it is like the classic you know cave drawings mm-hmm. or it's like i don't know there's so much someone decided one day hey i want to keep this how do i keep it and for the person who figured out like an alphabet system wow yeah you know yeah and i love looking at ancient civilizations like i think so there something Chinese or Chinese civilization goes back a really really long time, mm. and so some of the very ancient Chinese writings are really cool. Yeah. Um. So like all the and then this Mesopotamian thing as well as the Aztecs I think had their own, yes like yes, writing system which I just find so cool. I know it is really neat. Yeah. Um. And the name cuneiform itself simply means wedge shaped because I, I guess they were written on wedge shaped tablets. Um, so it comes from the Latin word cuneus, which means wedge, and then French, oh goodness, cuneiforme? Cuneiforme. No, that's Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Coniferous. Cunef- cuneiforme. No, no, it's not cuneiforme. Cuneiforma. You just, cuneiform. Cuneiform. I didn't, that wasn't really French, but essentially that. Cuneiform. Okay. Yeah. Um. Modern and then Latin. modern Latin, I'm not quite sure what that means, uh, cuneiformis, and then cuneiform in the late there 17th, 17th century. So pretty cool. <laughs> I can just imagine someone walking, oh, look at that cuneiform, how do you say it? Cuneiform? Cuneiform. Look at that cuneiform tree. Amazing. <laughs> walking down the street, that cuneiform Oh my god, because it means wedge shape. I didn't get that until now. <laughs> I was shape. like, uh, Cune. yeah, bud. <laughs> Look at that cuneiform. I was about to say dog, and then I didn't want to hit <laughs> <laughs> I didn't dog. want you to imagine a web shape. Web shaped? <laughs> wedge wow. shaped dog. Just uh, a little tired, that's all. Yeah, just a bit. Just just the tiniest just, bit. Just a tad. Um, just, 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 a, just, just the smallest bit tired. I don't know why. We have no excuse. We had five days of break plus two days. We have two no days excuse. Of... I'm not actually tired. I'm just kind of distracted. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, would you like to start with your quote? One of your quotes. Uh, yes. Um, the first one. If there is a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, then you must write it. Wow. It's kind of straightforward, but I like it. I love it, though. I quite like it. And also... Um, I like the person who said it, which I'll go into after. But mm. I think that it's a good quote. I think, I mean, like, I think it goes with many things, not just writing. Like, oh, I wish there was a better mm-hmm. way to carry water from the stream. Then maybe you need to make a better bucket, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Are you still thinking about ancient civilizations? But yeah. that definitely sounds like a problem that they would have. I, I... Yeah, I know. That's it. how aqueducts were invented. Yeah, exactly. Like, if there's something, oh, I wish they sold a better version of it. Well, then make it. You don't have to wait mm-hmm. for someone to do it for you. Um, <laughs> it sounded so aggressive. But, Condescending. You know. Yeah, but but same with books. Like, if you're like, oh, I wish there were more books that, you know, were about ancient civilizations. <laughs> do some research and write one about ancient civilizations. I saw... You know? a Instagram post once and someone was saying like, oh, I wish there were more like young adult novels about LGBTQ relationships. And I was like, 
now I want to write a book about LGBTQ. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing but, that's very inspiring. I mean, obviously, I don't have time for that right now, but, like, that made me think, like, so go write it. Like, yeah. I, please. Because Even if it's just a really short it. story, yeah. then you can read it and be like, oh my God, this is, because and then you can I think enjoy if you writing love it. Reading, I think there's a part that, like, will get at least some gratification from writing. And, like, that, like, for me, I'm not, English class isn't my favorite, I'll be honest. However, like, I do love reading and so I don't hate writing mm-hmm. I wouldn't maybe like to do it for my job but I do like when I write something good I'm proud of it yeah. and like if it's I think the same thing goes if it's like a story if there's something like you would get some gratification at the very least of like being like oh this is a nice story you know so I I don't know I think I think it's a good quote um and it's by Toni Morrison uh Chloe Anthony Wooford Morrison known as Toni Morrison, was an American novelist, essayist, book editor, editor, and college professor. Her first novel, The Bluest Eye, was published in 1970. She's quite a renowned um, author yeah, and cool person. She is a cool person. They're the kind of person you see on all the book posters. You know, yeah. like when, when teachers have like that poster that has a whole bunch of authors. Yep. And she's always there. She's pretty cool. Yeah. What is your book? What is your quote? <laughs> um, my quote is... Both of my quotes are pretty long ones. Um, but my first one is, We live and breathe words. It was books that made me feel that perhaps I was not completely alone. They could be honest with me, and I with them. Reading your words, what you wrote, how you were lonely sometimes and afraid, but always brave. The way you saw the world, its colors and textures and sounds. I felt. I felt the way you thought, hoped, felt, dreamt. I felt I was dreaming and thinking and feeling with you. I dreamed what you dreamed, wanted what you wanted, and then I realized that truly I just wanted you. So it turned a little romantic in the end there. Um, but I thought it was really, really, really sweet. Um, the be- Like, I think this, it has a little bit to do with books, but I think reading and writing go hand in hand, and there's yeah. not really a way to separate them. Um, so. But it also has to do with writing, because I think when you read a book... Maybe less so with fiction, but especially if it's an autobiography or something like that, yeah. you are experiencing what the author was feeling, and you can like connect in this. It's an incredibly crazy way. Like, magical feeling to like read something and just fully. I mean, yeah. in, even in fiction, like there have been books where I've read it and just been like so fully connected, yeah, and just completely like transported, you know. And it's and really you want what the characters want, and you cry with the characters, and like it. Yeah, exactly. It's a crazy as you were saying, magical experience, and I think you have to be a really gifted author to invoke Jesus. that with yeah. your with your audiences. But, yeah. And I also loved the bit of we live and breathe words. Can that's you imagine cute. where we would be as humans without language? Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. And I know it, I don't, like, animals, I guess, have their, sometimes have but their we own have, we, languages, but, like, we... We have a complex enough one that we're able to create a lot of things yeah and that's really incredible and so many things stemmed from language yeah like science and maybe not math but but it allowed us to communicate like emotion and ideas Mm -hmm. in a way that just was like philosophy critical you know and we kind of i think we take it for granted but when you think about like the big bang right Mm -hmm. and all the coincidences that led us to be here right now yep like, language isn't an, an obvious mm-hmm. element of it, you know? And it's also not necessary to survive. 
which no, I think is so it's not, yeah. interesting. Whoa. I mean, I think some communi- form of communication, I think communication is sometimes necessary to survive. But I think but we like just language? assume it's natural, but, like, is it? Like, yeah. technically there could be a world where every single creature is self-sufficient and doesn't communicate, and, yep. like, that's technically possible, you know? But language allows us to do many things, including write stories that are good. Yes. It's got a little bit away from the writing, but I think is it was still cool. And, yeah, it just the way you saw the world... Um, I felt, I felt the way you thought. So, I don't know. It was, like, you can, again, that connection with an author when you read something. And, like you said, like, autobiographies or, like, a journal or something Mm -hmm. is especially good at, like, because it's a, that extra element of that being a real person is really, like, wow. You get to connect with someone, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that was said by Cassandra Clare. Wow, I messed up her name. Um, And so, Judith Lewis who is better known by her pen name, Cassandra Clare, is an American author of young adult fiction, best known for her best-selling series, The Mortal Instrument. Do you know this author? I do. Yeah. I don't think I ever read their I read, like, her books. Of them, but, but um, Ashi recommended them to yes. me. And I don't think Ashi quite likes them. Ashi quite likes them. I read a couple of them, and they are good. Yeah. Yeah. What's your next quote? You must write every single day of your life. You must lurk in libraries and climb the stacks like ladders to sniff books like perfumes and wear books like hats upon your crazy heads. May you be in love every day for the next 20,000 days. And out of that love, remake a world. Oh, I love that. Yeah, me too. There's a bit of humor. There's a bit of (laughs) love, a bit of genuinity. What's the word for that? I don't know. Genuity. (laughs) Like ingenuity, but... Maybe. I don't know. Um, That's not the important part. But I really enjoyed this quote. Um, I think... I mean, even if I don't write every single day of my life, I do see the importance of it. And, like, I definitely remember being... Especially if I... When I had more time. And for, like, the years... I think when I was, like, 10 to maybe 13. That would have been something that I was like, yeah, I'm gonna write every single day of my life. And there was, like... It was pretty cool. But I'll go into that in anecdotes but um like i don't know books and libraries there's offer so much no- knowledge <laughs> so much novel so much knowledge and so much human connection in a very strange way and there's just so much potential to learn so much um that like i would love to just spend every day lurking in libraries and climbing the stacks like ladders uh, to sniff books like I perfumes and wear books lurking in libraries as if you're I'm just not picturing to like be this there. this kind of like sneaky little person like 10-year-old kid lurking in libraries climbing the stacks like ladders sniffing the books like perfumes and wearing books like hats <laughs> yeah and that might be i thought at first like ahaha that's a silly metaphor but that like old book smell and also you can kind of put books on your head so maybe he's talking like kids sometimes do that i don't know <laughs> that would be funny it would be funny. Um, <laughs> but I do really like it. Um, and, yeah. Um, I love I, that. I also, my favorite also, part was the ending. I love the bit, may you be in love every day for the next 20,000 days, because I love the idea of being in love with writing. Yeah. And, like, having writing. Like, deriving happiness and peace from writing of books. Yeah. Every day for the next 20,000 days. And, out of that world, remake a world, because... Mm-hmm out of that love remake a world because whether it's um whether it's transporting yourself through another's writing and reading books or 
so we played a game called Dungeons and Dragons, and <laughs> in order for that, you need someone to write a story, mm-hmm. and the story is like the plot basically. But our friend is an incredibly creative and amazing writer, yes, and she writes the most incredible stories and just fully transports us to this other world and it's absolutely incredible because she just like the description the plot the character development like it's incredibly detailed and so much time and attention went into it she her next story she was like oh yeah this is the first day and she like opened up her document and it was 24 pages yeah like so much detail and time and thought um of remaking a world which i think is something everyone enjoys like building a world um is a really amazing thing i don't know yeah I love, and she also puts a lot of effort, as you were just saying, into world building. And in order to be a dungeon master in this <laughs> That's the game. name of the person who runs the game. Right. In order to be, like, we'll just call them the storyteller, I guess, yeah. in this particular um, game, you have to create an entire world. And I love the idea that you can make a whole new world with And writing's kind writing. of necessary for that. Unless you're able to keep it all in your head, (laughs) which very few people, I think, are able to do. But that was said by Ray Bradbury. Hmm. Um, Ray Douglas Bradbury was an American author and screenwriter. He worked in a variety of genres, including fantasy, science fiction, horror, and mystery fiction. Was he the one who wrote... Yes, he did write Fahrenheit 451. I recognize the name. I knew it. And I was... I'm surprised that that came out of Fahrenheit 451, because I don't... That was a very <laughs> negative book. Really? <laughs> Just a bit. Just a tad. Anyways. Shall I do my last quote? Please. Um, my last quote is, The most important things are the hardest to say. They're the things you get ashamed of, because words diminish them. Words shrink things that seemed limitless when they were in your head to no more than living size when they're brought out. But it's more than that, isn't it? The most important things lie too close to wherever your secret heart is buried, like landmarks to a treasure your enemies would love to steal away. And you may make revelations that cost you dearly only to have people look at you in a funny way, not understanding what you've said at all, or why you thought it was so important that you almost cried while you were saying it. That's the worst, I think, when the secret stays locked up within for... Bronwyn. I can't see anymore. What did I do? Oh. Your thing. (laughs) Um, Not for want of a teller, but for want of an understanding ear. So that, I didn't fully read that. It got really depressing at the end. Yeah. But um, I... But it's, I mean, it is interesting, you know? Yeah, I thought it was interesting, um, the idea that, like, sometimes it's hard to use words to write down what you're feeling, and (laughs) my dog is just going to town on Bronwyn's hand. L- licking, licking, it. <laughs> licking, licking it. Um, I can't. Yeah, it got a little sad there, but yeah. um, I think I guess almost a counterpoint of like words can express <laughs> when you. <laughs> it's really hard to take you seriously when you. <laughs> I can't stop smiling. It's really her dog's very sweet. <laughs> Um, sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was just gonna bring up a counterpoint to this quote, which is kind of sad, of, like, sometimes words can express, or writing things down can express what you can't say when you're talking out loud. For me, absolutely. For me, 100%. I just, like, I'm at a loss for words, and then I feel like I'm taking too long, so then I use the words that I'm not really meaning to say, but then it's just, like, 
for me, like, every discussion, I have to write down exactly what I want to say and then read off of that in order to feel... Because I can't just improvise ever. (laughs) Like, I mean... (laughs) He's trying to take off my ring. (laughs) He's like... (laughs) nibbling at it. (laughs) Like, that's not supposed to be there. (laughs) Let me help you. (laughs) Sorry, guys. This must be so horrible to listen to, but I'm just... Um... Anyway, yeah, but I, I mean, this, I didn't fully read this, and I thought it took a positive turn, and it did not, um, but I think as a counterpoint to this, I, he was saying, like, you can't express, sometimes you can't express what you're feeling in words, I think sometimes it's best expressed, your your feelings can be best expressed when you write them down. I think so. I actually almost wrote an essay about that last year, which is, like, how sometimes the only way to effectively communicate is, like through writing because it's there forever it's not like a temporary just i don't know the importance of words right but i also think like i mean i know it's kind of sad then when that's the worst when the secret it stays locked within not for want of a teller but for want of an understanding ear yeah i mean it is a bit sad but i think that's the thing with writing is it's there forever so eventually Mm -hmm. you're going to find someone's gonna find it who's understanding or whatever it might be um whereas if you said it out loud that would be far worse if only one person heard it and they didn't care, you know? You've got to stop him from licking your hand. Yes, yes, yes. I I agree 100%. Yeah. So that was said by Stephen King, who is an American author of horror, supernatural fiction, suspense, and fantasy novels. His books have sold more than 350 million copies, and many of which have been adapted into feature films, miniseries, television series, and comic books. He's published 61 novels and six nonfiction books. Sophia, that was a really nice quote. It that was a really nice quote. Was it? Yes. Okay. It was interesting. Well, now let's move on to um, what we have been told is most people's favorite bit mm-hmm. of the podcast. Um, do you want to start with... Oh, I would love answer? to. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to be super sarcastic and mean. But no, I would love to. I mean, the first thing, because this is about journal writing and, you know, that kind of thing. Okay, I don't know how old I was. I think I found one from when I was in, like, fifth grade. I found a journal, and it was really funny because, like, I don't even... I think I wrote it down somewhere, but... Oh, I wish I had done this before. I'll talk while I'm finding it. But the other thing that I found um, was... I really enjoyed writing for some time and I think because of, like the books I read and stuff I was like oh I want to be a writer and so in like seventh grade I or maybe it was like sixth grade I decided I'm gonna write every day and I actually oh, did wow. for a while even if it was like a few lines I wrote every single day and I think I did that for like two years that's amazing yeah <laughs> I mean I'm surprised at myself because I don't think I could do that now but I also um at one point and I don't really look back on them because I just, it's always, I have a hard time rereading them because it's just like, it's like, not that, like it was like five years ago, but still it just feels like just weird to read because it is like quite a, it was just like my thoughts of the day or whatever. And it's just like so, it's almost intrusive to read it. I don't know. It's just really, maybe it's the wrong you. word. I know, but it's just like feels so weird or it just feels like a bit too like, if I was annoyed at something, then I'm like, ooh, that's yeah, cringe. Or, that. or it's, like, kind of cringy. I don't know. It's just a very strange thing. But I was really proud of that. I also um, 
one summer decided I was going to write a book. Um, and, and so I wrote, I started to write one and it was about like, I think it was about things I wanted to make. So I was like talking about like how to build a fire, that kind of thing. Um, and I like covered this little journal with some wrapping paper. So it had a cool cover and I did that for like a couple of pages and my plan was to write a page of the book every day and I didn't (laughs) and so then I went to back just back dressed to journal writing um and I don't know it was kind of cool so the the notes I have from April 23rd 2015 (laughs) people who write with their left hand seem to have neater handwriting to my knowledge (laughs) The makers of the vitamin, the vitamin C tablet did well in not using food coloring. <laughs> what? <laughs> when people write words starting with C's and then leave a tiny space until they write the next letter, it looks like parentheses. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so these are some So did I- you just like every day write down a random thought? Uh, not like a, no, it wasn't like profound like quotes or things like that. This was probably all, this was all one day where I was just like, oh, and also, by the way, did you think about this and this and this? And then I think as I got older, like, so I think I did that probably during middle school is when I wrote every single day. And then in like eighth or ninth grade, I stopped writing every day, but I still kept a journal where I think in eighth grade starting, I just would keep a journal and every now and then if there was like a lot of things happening or like there's a lot on my mind or whatever I would write it down um which is interesting because you know like I really would not enjoy rereading that because that's usually when it sometimes it was when I was really happy there were a couple of times I was like so excited about something that I'd write it down but usually it would be like if I was really frustrated or upset because that's a really really good way of like getting over it for sure because it just you can, like, that's the thing, if I was trying to explain to someone, oh, I'm so angry right now, and trying to say it with words, like, I wouldn't be able to articulate it, but when I'm writing, I'm like, because of this, this, and this, and this is what I think should have happened, this is what, and I can just put it out, and I'm like, see, this is why I don't feel so happy about this, or whatever, and it just, but at the same time, like, wouldn't want to reread that, (laughs) because that's not happy stuff, you know, but it's really, like, and and there's some like I don't know, I think my last journal was quite an intro. Like there's a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of like I kept some snippets. Like it had a little folder in the back, and there are a few different like papers and stuff in there. And like, for a little bit, I decided I wanted to write poetry, so I have a whole <laughs> bunch of poems and stuff. And I would That's just like really whenever sweet. I was done, I would rip them out and then fold them and put them in the back. And so there are a whole bunch of papers in the back of it. And it's kind of funny, but I don't know. It's journal writing. Like I definitely think it's good and like. I still have, I very, very rarely do I write in this one, but I still do have a, le- a journal. Oh. Wow. Well, what's sense. your first anecdote? Uh, my first anecdote also has to do with journal keeping. Um, I have kept journals since sixth grade, and this was when I, I got um, to, I, well, first of all, I had always loved writing, and up until like fifth grade, I was like, I'm going to be an author, and this was like a dream for so long and I would write short stories every day yeah. and then one year I think oh I think it was when we went to um Paris and London when I was in sixth grade and I oh god this is combining all of my anecdotes I've always kept 
travel journals because we've been lucky enough to go on to a bunch of different places. Um, so I've always kept travel journals. So I would get for Christmas like new journals to have as travel journals, which was really fun. And then in sixth grade, I had an abundance of them. So I chose one and I was like, this is going to be, I'm going to keep journals now. And the one, I think I started one, I don't remember what was in it, but it got eaten by the dogs. (laughs) I left it somewhere and the dogs chewed it up. So then I started another one and this one I was like, okay, this is great. It had three sections um, of three different colors and it was a thin notebook. And one of them was like yellow lined paper. The next one was gray lined paper. And then the last one was blank. So in the first section... I would write like little short stories or like this is what happened today in sixth grade or I mean that was basically it. <laughs> it's just I think I wrote some poems too and then the second section I would I think I just genuinely googled quotes like cool quotes and wrote down quotes. I still have it. I can show you all That's the quotes amazing. that I wrote down. So a little it was basically quotes and anecdotes before yeah. quotes and anecdotes. Um and then the last section was, like, blank paper. So it was my sketchbook. And it was just basically a bunch of stick figures. I don't know why I decided that a sketchbook would be a good idea because I have no artistic talent whatsoever. But that was my first journal that I kept. And then after that, all it was was, here's what happened today in my day. Yeah. And for me, it was kind of the opposite. Well, when I write in journals, it's usually when I have one or two, like one or the other I can't either either thank you (laughs) um one of two there we go one of two strong emotions either like I'm super happy and super excited about something or I'm really frustrated and angry about something or sad because both of those um writing them down helps you process it yeah exactly um for me it's usually when I'm really happy because that's what I enjoy writing about um, and then if I really need to process something, I think I'm that's when I feel it. like because it's not so such a regular thing. That's when I feel like it's most necessary for me to write when I'm like I just, ugh, that's yeah. I'll write it down. And I even though I like have journals, I I think now it's more like my note section or whatever mm-hmm. in my phone. Like I'll sometimes if I have an idea for something, that's kind of been oh, more smart. because then I don't know. It's just easier than it is easier. Okay. <laughs> but I do kind of want to transfer that to a journal. That'd be really cool. Yeah, um, yeah, so I do enjoy, well, I never, or I have never gone through, back through and read an entire journal, except for travel journals, because I don't know why. It's weird to do, isn't it? It is, a little bit. Um, I think even if I did, I would probably skip over the parts where I was angry or frustrated. It's just not fun. Um, But I do go back to specific moments, when I'm like, I remember that at the end of eighth grade, there was this really sweet moment with this teacher, I will go back and find that. (gasps) That's like, such oh a good God, idea. I remember this. This was so sweet. I've, and then, yeah. like, last year when I gave a gift to um, our social studies teacher, who is my yeah. favorite teacher, I wrote that down in very, like, a lot of detail. And I will sometimes go back and read that and be like, oh, I, I remember this. That's, um, that's and now great. that I'm getting older, I can be more detailed so I can remember it better. That's the other thing, is I have a terrible long-term memory. I'm really good at memorizing vocab, but, like, actual events in my life just kind of disappear after a couple years so going back and once I reread that event I'm like oh yeah but like I won't if my mom asks me like oh do you remember when you were in third grade and this happened I'll be like no (laughs) like not at all I couldn't recall it that was really funny 
Yeah. But it also, like, the same thing. It helps me process. I do write a lot when I'm angry or frustrated. Also because when I get angry, frustrated, or sad, I get super sensitive. And so I always, like, get all... it's And then start shaking and it's a mess. And then I feel more frustrated. So writing things down helps me to just, like, like, calm down. Yeah. It's a good exercise. I think that happens with a lot of people. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just always hear... I I think that it's quite a, like, an effective tool to use <laughs> yeah um do you have another anecdote? i do oh, what one should i do what one should i okay i'll do this one so my other writing was started in fourth grade and i decided i was gonna make a journal not a journal a newspaper <laughs> because i think oh do you know why because i had the american girl doll kit and Kit, oh, I loved Kit had a typewriter, and she would write every day a newspaper for her dad. And it was very sweet. And so I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a newspaper. So I created the Liberty Leaf, and I used our desktop computer oh my on a gosh. Word document. And I had to like format all the text boxes so it looked like a newspaper. Amazing. And I would do articles. And I did a ton of editions. And like I really like went for it. Um <laughs> There were always, like, it was always a mix of, like, when I was in grade four, it was, like, um, I don't know, oh, the weather, it's getting nicer outside, and Caspian, like, sniffing out the skunks or whatever, and they would talk about, like, our dog got sprayed by a skunk, and, like, I had, like, four or five stories that I would write, and then I would find pictures, either stock images, or I would upload a picture. And it was quite a complicated process, because I did not have a phone. Um, and honestly, I don't think, like, my dad had, like, a phone, but he was, like, the only one. And so I wasn't going to use his work phone for it. So it was quite a process to, wow. like, take pictures and, like, do that kind of thing. And it got to the point where I would literally, like... And my mom started sending it out to, like, our family members and stuff. <laughs> That's so cute! And I had one where it was, like, I tried to do, like, ads. I did, like, a birthday thing where I, like said oh it's so-and-so's birthday it's aunt jennifer's birthday this week and i did another one where my two of my uncles worked for the same company and so one of them submitted like like you know how people will submit like an editorial so he submitted like a little thing about like his job (laughs) it's so sweet and i had them and i like would write one every week and i actually started with ashi we started a writing club and it started out as abba ashi bronwyn and our other friend and then it became like Maba and then Mazba and it was literally just the first letter of our initial and it was a writing club and we would meet every week and write something and I think I was the only one who would ever write anything because I wrote my newspaper and I think people would like five minutes before be like write a little paragraph about something but I I was really into it and we like had this little loft and I like took over one of the rooms and that was our clubhouse and I like fully just went so into it and our fourth grade teacher I remember it's kind of sad. I went in and I was like, hi, I made a newspaper. And I was expecting it because my dream was there was I wanted there to be a school newspaper that I could be a part of and write. And so I was that was kind of my way of being like, hey, school newspaper idea. And my like ideal, like beforehand, I remember so clearly I was like, you know what? She's going to see it. And she's going to be like, Bronwyn, you should make a school newspaper with this. And she looked at it and she's like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and I was like, 
<laughs> but yeah I always wrote it and then I remember like a few years later my mom was like you know Uncle Mike keeps on asking like when you're doing another edition of the Liberty Leaf and I was like oh my god I was like so little when I did that I'm not doing that right but then in I think like 6th grade I wrote one more and this was a different I, for some reason I changed the name of it and it became the Hermes Weekly because Hermes is the messenger <laughs> god Oh my god, I love you as a little kid. Yeah. Oh, I also <laughs> had a quote. So sweet. If you don't like... Oh, what was the quote? The New York Times had one, and it might be the same. I might be just stealing the New York Times quote, but my one was, if you don't like the news, go out and make some of your own. But that actually... I might have just made that up. That might be the New York Times one. But I also... <laughs> and at the top, I had the date and, like, editor-in-chief, Brown and Walsh. Oh my <laughs> god, that's so cute. But, okay, so the Hermes Weekly... I don't know why I decided to revisit this, but it was during the 2016 elections, and I was, like, 11. Oh, no. And so I wrote an article that was, like, sticks and stones may break my bones. And it was about how, like, not to go too much into this, but how some of the candidates were, like, calling each other names instead of having productive conversations. I was, like, oh 11. Oh, my God. I was, like, 11. And I found a picture of, like, one of the debates with the candidates, and I had it, and I was, like, there you go. And I, like, aged the paper so it looked like Whoa. an old newspaper, <laughs> and then my parents framed it. <laughs> what? Where did they put it? In Canada. So. Oh, but I need a so picture of that funny. when you go Like, I just, it, it's like such, I was so serious, too. And looking back, it's really funny. And I think if anyone had been like, oh, that's so cute, or that's adorable, I would have been like, oh, and never have done it again. But I was like, I took it very seriously. That's and my amazing. favorite part, I was like 11, and I was just like, getting right in there, being like, with my insightful original thoughts i just took up so much time with that but anyways what's your i accent? love that so much but it's adorable <laughs> yeah um well some along those lines i had especially when i was a lot younger i really really loved writing and my first grade this is sort of two in one but my first grade teacher knew that and so she we would like write poems in her class it was a really fun first grade class but at the end of the year, she gave me a folder that was full of stationery, and she wrote a little note on the folder, and I think it just said, like, to Sophia, I know you love to write. Here's some cool stationery to write so on. so sweet. It was really, really lovely, and it was the first, like, teacher that I was like, this is awesome. I love this. I love teachers. I love writing. I'm going to become an author. So that was kind of the inspiration for that. Um, but then in my effort and eventual goal to become an author I was like well I gotta practice I gotta do some <laughs> uh do some writing so I would write short stories or and sometimes I would try to write like actual long novels but those never worked so I would try to write short stories and then there was always my family would make fun of me because they were always really dark and <laughs> but it was always a girl who was my age and she was always orphaned and my parents were like, what have we done to you that but that girl the girl is... But that's how but books started. Because exactly. otherwise the kids, otherwise... like, had to go home and sleep at night. And they couldn't <laughs> exactly. sleep over at the library And they couldn't, they couldn't, like, discover their magical powers if they were a normal kid who had normal parents, you know? Yeah. Like, I, so, I don't know. I never wrote realistic stories. They were always about magic or something. And they usually involved a magical animal. But I remember, I think it was fourth or fifth grade. And I wrote, started writing a short story. Oh, I also wrote... Oh my god, this is all coming back now. I, I think it, even before that, maybe like third grade, I wrote a short story called Sunshine and Moonshine. And Sunshine was a golden retriever, and Moonshine was a little black cat. 
and they made friends and went on adventures, and I was so proud of it, and I finished it, and I read it to the entire family at Thanksgiving, <laughs> and it was horrible, and I remember being like, this was a bad idea, why did I do this? But, I mean, they all were like, oh, this is great, this is so sweet, and, but so it, I sweet. regretted it <laughs> very much. Um, so yeah, Sunshine and Moonshine. I bet I can still find that somewhere. Please do. <laughs> um, and then... The other thing I wrote was something called, I think this was a couple years later, like in fifth grade, I wrote something called Magic. And again, an orphan girl, her name was Serenity. Yeah, Serenity. And I think she also found a little black cat that she, why was I obsessed with little black cats? Um, or maybe it was an orange cat. It doesn't matter. But she discovered that she had magic and she was like, oh, this is so good. The premise of every kid's yeah. book ever. But that was what I was basing it off of usually. Um, and you write, like, I mean, at least for me, if I ever wrote a story, it would be, like, two pages, and I was like, oh, my, that was exhausting. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, I mean, magic was, I think, I don't know, but anyways, I finished it, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. I showed it to my parents, and for, either for Christmas or for my birthday, they made it into a book for me, which was really, That's really cool. So, so now I have a, a book of magic, and they made a little cover, and they wrote, like, 2015 awards for best That's like short story amazing. was really really cute so that was my short-lived experience as an, as author, an author wannabe <laughs> a wannabe a wannabe author that's crazy my mom used to do this thing where she would like we would um when we were little she would have us dictate a story and then she would type it up and then print it out, and it would be like, so we have one that was like Amy and Timmy Ladybug, and it was my Aww. brother and sister, and there is a story of these two ladybugs, and like, it's all typed out, and like, printed and put on like, construction paper, and like, oh, who wrote that one? Was that you? No, I think it was like, Amy. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Isn't that adorable? I think that's a good idea. It's a very good, yeah. Oh, it was Moonlight and Sunshine. Moonlight and Sunshine. Hmm. We had a good time. Yeah. You know, books, writing, real good. I enjoy both things, as well as journalism. I don't think I'll ever stop keeping journals. Please don't. It's a good idea. Well, nice nice to see you, Sophia. Nice to talk to you, Ron. Nice this was, talk. This was, this was truly wonderful. I feel truly like I, wonderful. I feel like I gained as an intellectual. <laughs> I feel like... As... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like evidently said... not. <laughs> I feel like that sounded worse out of context. We were shaking each other's hands very vigorously. What? Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want, you can email us at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com. Also, you can rate, review, us subscribe, follow us on Instagram at quotes.and.anecdotes and listen to our intro music, which is Blossoming Inspiration. Nope. nope. Other one. Uh, inspirational Life. Blossoming Inspiration is our outro music. You should listen to that one too. And everything's try in the go box. go write something down today. That is your goal for the day. Write something down. Maybe write your thoughts for the day, or decide to keep and a journal. Trust me, it's a good idea. Don't burn it, please. <laughs> write something down. It's a good time. Yes. Have fun. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Bye, my friend Ronald. Bye, my friend Sophia. <laughs> and what? <laughs> <laughs>